This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha, and this is Serialholic Sisters. True crime shit. What up? How's it going? It's okay. This is my stressed voice. It's midterm week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that stressed. I'm, I'm okay. No, I'm actually not that bad. I've only had one midterm, but I've got two more left. So I got more midterms this week, but it's okay. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, that didn't sound fine. <laughs> that sounded psycho. <laughs> yeah. Anything new? Um, Not really. We got big changes at work happening and we're kind of stressed about that, but I think it'll be good. Oh, do you? Yeah. We always have changes at work. <laughs> yeah. It's a new day every day for me. <laughs> that stresses me out. I don't like that. <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, what do we got today, boss? Mm-mm. No, it's not that bad. Anything new with you? <laughs> no, um, no, not really. I mean, um, my daughter thinks we need four dogs. <laughs> well, of course. Why wouldn't so. you? <laughs> Okay. I'm like, wait a minute. You have one dog that, that jumped to four that escalated quickly. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was going to say, we were, we were leaving to go to the store this morning. She was coming with me. Cause you know, she always has to come with me to the store. We get outside and three puppies were in our yard and they like practically ran up and tackled us down with love. <laughs> oh, with love. <laughs> but I was like, no, we gotta, we gotta get to the car. Hurry. <laughs> so we got to the car <laughs> and I called, uh, I called Dallas from in my car and was like, so can we keep them? And he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, there's, there's three dogs outside. Can we keep them? He was like, no. <laughs> and of course, Harlow tried to bar- barter with him, you know, my five-year-old. And she's like, we can get rid of the cats and have four dogs. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which I'm sure Dallas like, no, loves first, because he's the cat First person. of all, we can't just like, <laughs> clearly you don't care about <laughs> your cats that you've had since you were freaking a baby. I was gonna say they've but, been there like her whole like, life. <laughs> she's like, you could get rid of those. <laughs> Needless to say, the owner did pick up the dogs. So well, that's good. we didn't get, th- we didn't get three new dogs. You're drinking a Shasta? Don't judge me. I haven't I'm seen poor. a Shasta no, <laughs> in like forever. Help me, I'm poor. No, um, they, they uh, sell them at our local grocery store. I huh. personally like them. The I always get the like weird flavored ones though. Like I don't like the cola or any of the ones that are supposed to taste like actual Coke because they don't. So I always get like the grape and the orange. Okay. Because who doesn't like a good grape soda because and an orange soda? Because who loves orange soda? <laughs> Kel, Kel loves I do, soda. I do, I do, I oh. do. <laughs> Anywho. Anyways. Yes. Let's, let's get on with this. Let's get We're on. We're not here to talk about us. Yes, people don't like that. You know, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me ink. So it's my turn <laughs> this week. Um, so this week I'm going to cover a case suggestion from one of our listeners. Um, we got this request from Peggy S. And okay. this, this case was really, it's like really close to her. 
because she grew up in the area that it happened and the victim was actually a classmate of hers. So I know, I know it's crazy. So this week I'm covering the murder of Susan Jordan. I do remember that suggestion. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to talk about the piece of garbage that murdered her, Albert Greenwood Brown. Well, I'm glad they caught him. At least this isn't an unsolved one. It's, it's not an unsolved one. This is not Samantha's week. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know why it interests me, but it does because then I get all the, like, I want to hear everybody else's opinion on it. And that's it, like the biggest thing for me is I want it to be solved. Yes, absolutely. Because we want the people behind bars, you know, that do these horrific things that we discuss and stuff. But like, Sometimes I also want to see, do people think that it's the person that, you know, they're claiming it to be? Um, Is there enough evidence? Did we just have poor investigators? Like all of those things. That's why the unsolved cases just like really interest me. Right. I need closure. So, (laughs) so um, this case is pretty infuriating. So the more I read about it, the more like pissed off I was getting because I feel like that happens on all of our cases right there's we a lot of reading about them and then I'm just like god what piece of garbage would do things like this but I just walk around mad for a while and everybody's like what's wrong with you I'm like nothing people suck <laughs> nothing that's just my face <laughs> <laughs> so it's so infuriating so we just said like we need closure and stuff like that but none of his victims or their families have ever received any type of justice like at all like it's awful Oh, that's even worse. Yes. So let's get into it. Now, there's not a lot on Albert's early life out there in the interwebs that I could find. Um, And I'm okay with that because I don't care about him at all. I don't care if he had a tough childhood. I don't care if his parents were hard on him or if he was a weird kid or bullied. I don't care. He's awful and a piece of shit and I don't care. So it's so funny that you say you don't care if they had a tough childhood because, you know, we always, we never care when they have a tough childhood, but we're always like, oh, that's sad. And then then you have to stop and think, why am I even feeling any pity for these people? Right. I'm always sad for the kid version of them. And then they grow up to be awful. This one, I don't care about the kid version because he sucks. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just going to quickly go over the small amount about him that I found before I go into the awful stuff he did. So Albert Greenwood Brown grew up in Tulare, California. He was supposed to graduate high school in 1972, but didn't because he was expelled for accidentally firing a gun that he brought to school. How do you accidentally fire a gun? Yeah, and the bullet like grazed a kid in the head, like another student. Uh, What the fuck? (laughs) Right, so he was expelled. Well, yes, and you should have gone to jail for that, but okay, Okay. probably wouldn't be where we're at right now if you would have just gone to jail for accidentally shooting a gun and almost killing someone. For accidentally shooting a kid in the head. Yeah, great start to life so far, Albert. Cool, cool. Since school wasn't an option for him anymore, he joined the Marine Corps, Corps. and so like, cool, give him another gun. Nice. Yeah, (laughs) he does so well with those. Right. Well, that only lasted a few years. In 1975, he was brought to court-martial and was discharged for desertion, basically meaning that like he went AWOL and they kicked him out. Oh, So he just like didn't show up. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I (laughs) know. Like when you sign up in the military, you're supposed to actually stay. Right. They want you there. (laughs) Like This this isn't a like nine to five job that you can just like not call into. (laughs) Right. He's like, I'm not really feeling the Marines today. (laughs) I don't think that's how it works. I don't think so. 
So, and they didn't think so either. So they kicked him out. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> he then moved in with his mom. Oh. Um, his parents were divorced at this time and she was living in Riverside, California. Hmm. So he was going to stay with her until he got back on his feet, which never happened because he's awful. Gotcha. Not long after moving in with his mom, Albert committed his first crime. So this is rough, guys. Morning. Albert somehow got himself alone with an 11 year old girl. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. This is rough. He forced her to perform oral sex on him. He then Might choked enough. her. Right. He then choked her and violently raped and sodomized her. Oh, my God. An 11-year-old child. So the girl survived the attack, but during the attack, he impregnated her. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. An 11-year-old baby, like, fucking horrendous. And this is literally why I won't let my daughter go anywhere. Okay. Ever ever you are ever literally stuck ever. in the house i'm sorry you have friends that's okay they can come over they can they can come you're not with you you're you're literally not going anywhere sorry <laughs> sorry not i mean i feel the fa- same with my boys too <laughs> right <so>. right <laughs> <laughs> because i'm that helicopter mom yeah so albert was caught for this crime he pled guilty and was sentenced to two years of probation that's it that's it for brutally assaulting, raping, and impregnating an 11-year-old child. Did he even have to, like, register as a sex offender or anything? I'm assuming. I didn't see anything about that, but I'm assuming. But two years probation. That's it. If that was my child, I'm pretty positive I would have murdered him in the courtroom in front of everyone and not give him a single fuck. Like, Yeah, I'd be in prison. (laughs) Right. And in that court, I mean, that would have gotten me, what, like, four years of probation? Like, it was (laughs) 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 So, amazingly, Albert did not learn his lesson. I mean, I don't know, he, you know, he was punished so harshly before. <laughs> Super early one morning in 1976, Albert broke into a home in Riverside where he knew a 14-year-old girl lived in that home. Oh my God, what is wrong with this man? So, I'm telling you, he's This is awful. already starting off so awful. It's awful. He is awful. He then hid in a closet in the home and waited for everyone to leave. So like he broke in when everyone was home and asleep and hid in a closet and waited for them to all wake up and get ready for the day and leave. Now, it seems to me like he must have been like watching this girl for a while because he like knew her routine. So she had an early morning paper route. So she would like get up, do her paper route and then come home and get ready for school and then go to school. So he waited in the closet for everyone to leave and for her to come back from the paper route. When she returned, he choked her until she was unconscious and raped her and left her there. He was eventually caught for this crime too. And on May 4th, 1978, he again pled guilty. And was charged with first degree rape with force on a minor and was sent to the state prison. So like, good, right? This time he got more than probation. Well, just barely. Because just uh, just under two years after the sentence, on June 14th, 1980, he was paroled and sent back out into the world to prey on more young girls. You know what infuriates me the most about this stuff? Like, I'm I'm literally going to school. Yes, you are. (laughs) Sorry. I'm literally going to school for like the justice system. I, because it just makes me so mad that it's so broken. Right. In so so many, in so many like instances, it's not even just this, like just our judicial system is, is really bad. It's, it's so broken. It's literally broken everywhere. And it just, it makes me so angry because there's piece of shits like these guys that we talk about 
that are constantly getting off for little to nothing. Right. Um, or, or that one guy that um, was like a, what was he, an avid swimmer or something that raped the girl? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know why I can't remember his name, but he only had like six months probation. And then yeah. was, and the judge literally was like, well, we don't want to mess up his career. Right. We don't mess up his life. And I'm just like, it's things like that that just piss me off. Right. So two years, that's yeah. it. And he even gets out like before the two year sentence is even up. He was, he was so paroled. Fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. So he gets out. He found a job at Rubido Motors, which was like a car lot in Riverside. Okay. And his job was to like clean the cars and get them ready to be sold. So now we are going to get to Susan Jordan. Okay. On October 28th, 1980. So like four months after he's released from prison, 15 year old Susan Jordan was walking to school with her younger brother and sister, nine year old Karen and seven year old James. They also had an older brother, 19 year old Brian. The three of them walked to school every morning. It wasn't very far from their home. They lived on Victoria street. So they walked down Victoria street. And then once they get to Harrison street, Karen and James would part ways with Susan because their elementary school was on Harrison Street. So she would like basically walk them to their school and then walk on to her high school. Right. So they went towards their school. Susan kept walking toward Arlington High School where she went and she never made it to school. Um, Little bitch ass bitch Albert had been watching her and was posing as a jogger. So this was like a trail that there was tons of joggers, (laughs) tons of joggers and like bicyclists that would use this route every day. He was wearing green jogging shorts and a green and white shirt and like pretended to be jogging, waited for Susan to get beside him to like pass by him and grabbed her and drug her into a nearby orange grove. So when Karen and James got home from school that afternoon, they were surprised to see that Susan wasn't there too. Um, The phone rang and it was their mother, Angela, not Angela, Angelina. (laughs) Can't read. So it was their mother, Angelina Jordan, calling from work to check on them. Karen thought it was weird, first of all, that Susan wasn't home, and second of all, that their mom called to check on them the same day that Susan wasn't home, but she found out later that her mom actually called to check on them every day after school, but she just didn't know about it because Susan always answered the phone. Oh. So when Angelina found out Susan wasn't home, she had the kid's grandfather, who lived next door, come over to watch them until she got home, and she, like, immediately left work, went to Susan's school, and was horrified to discover that she hadn't been at school at all that day. This was not like Susan at all. She was not one to skip school. She'd always been like super responsible. So the Jordans called the police and reported her missing. Immediately, everyone starts looking for her. I saw a more like recent interview with James, who was seven at the time, I think. Mm -hmm. So there's a recent interview with him. And he says that he remembers getting into the car that afternoon with his dad and his brother and driving up and down the streets and like calling out for Susan. Yeah, but there was no sign of her for like hours. Can't find her anywhere. Then at around 7.30 that night, the Jordans received a phone call. When Angelina answered the phone, she heard a man's voice on the other line saying, hello, Mrs. Jordan. Susie isn't home from school yet, is she? I know this isn't this piece of shit. Did he call? He called. What? He's a fucking piece of shit. Susie isn't home from school yet, is she? That's really what he said? That's what he said. Hello, like, Mrs. I, Jordan. Right. I swear to God, I'll tell you right now that the minute this asshole would have made it into a courtroom, if it wasn't me, it would be my husband. Right. Fucking murder. <laughs> so Angelina said that she wasn't. She wasn't home. The voice then said, 
you will never see your daughter again. You can find her body at the corner of Victoria and Gibson. Oh my God. Like what the fuck is wrong with him? Now remember Victoria is the road that the Jordans lived on. Right. So there were liter- she's literally on the road. Right. In that interview that I was talking about earlier with James. Yeah. He said that he didn't really understand what was going on at the time because like, he was only seven, but he clearly remembers the look of terror on his mother's face when she was on the phone with Albert and her like pleading with him. It's like fucking awful. Um, oh man. I know. She asked him to repeat what he had just said and he did. And then he hung up. Within 30 minutes of that call, he then called the police department. So he did tell the police. Yeah, he, he called the police and he said, on the corner of Gibson and Victoria, fifth row, you'll find a white Caucasian body of a young girl in the orange grove. So police immediately headed towards that area with search teams. They also sent officers to the Jordan's home. And while officers were there, a third call came in. The caller said, you can find Susie's identification. That was a weird way to say that. <laughs> the caller said, you can find Susie's identification in a telephone booth at the Texaco at Arlington and Indiana. So fucking weird. So officers were then sent to the Texaco station where they found two Arlington High School identification cards that belonged to Susan and a library pouch from a book. So like the little sleeve that you put the library punch card in. Right. Now, during this time, a police dog had found the body of Susan Jordan. She was just where the caller had said she was, lying face down in the orange grove, not even a block from her school, like not even a block from where she was going. That's so sad mm-hmm. um dirt had been piled on both sides of her head which i don't know why that's weird was he like trying to cover her head i don't but know not the rest of her body but it wasn't even covering her head it was just like piled up on both sides of her head i don't, I don't know. know it's fucking weird her body was nude from the waist down except for socks and her jeans were found in a different area in, in the grove homicide investigators found signs of a struggle and that she had been dragged for some distance. She had been brutally beaten, raped, sodomized, and strangled to death with a shoelace from her own shoe. Around 9.30 that night, Albert called the Jordan home again. They were- oh, he's ready- just like taunting them. He's literally fucking taunting them. But they were ready for him this time and they recorded the call. That way they could see who it was. Right. Good, but um, still- But still, yeah, it was literally, like we said, it was just him taunting the family. He said, like, in the 10th row, you'll find the body or something like that. Like, I don't understand what kind of person not only, like, rapes and multiple girls and then murders one, but who fucking calls the family and just, like, Over and over and over again. Right. Like, what? I don't know. A sick person. That's who does it. A sick fucking person. Um. Yeah, well, luckily, the taunting comes back to bite him in the ass because they recorded it. So the next morning, police set up roadblocks on the streets near the Orange Grove, and they start questioning, like, passerbys. Mm -hmm. Several witnesses recalled seeing a Black man wearing green and white shirt and green jogging shorts. And they all said they saw him either approaching Susan on the trail or standing in the grove as she walked by or following her. That really kind of pisses me off too, because if you see somebody follow, like if you think somebody is following you, then stop it. (laughs) Like do something about it. Mm -hmm. Call the police, call somebody 
and say, like, hey, there's this creepy him, guy. Like, hey, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah, that's actually one of the things that you do want to do because it does startle a lot of them. Right. They'll, like, run they off think, most of the time. They literally think that you're going to call the cops on them, so right. they run off. And they know that they've been seen. Like, yes. there is a witness. <laughs> right. Nine times out of ten. Now, it doesn't always go that way because if they're somebody that's carrying a weapon or something, sometimes it back- backfires. Yes, right. so I don't suggest it unless you feel like it is a safe attempt. But... <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. I, that just, that's another thing that pisses me off. I'm sorry. I'm going to rant and rave over here. It's fine. Like this whole thing has been pissing me off. One of the things that pisses me off a lot is social media has taken over our entire freaking world yeah. so much to the point that, and I'm, I know it wasn't then because this is, this was the eighties, yeah. but, um, but like today I'm saying, I see it today so much, like people bullying or people following people or you know they could have they could have stopped something from happening but instead they They, pull out their phone and they record it yes like what the fuck like not everything has to be recorded you fucking idiots right (laughs) and I'm not calling all of our listeners idiots (laughs) I mean like come on it's just one of those things it just really irritates me Mm -hmm. Yep. Come on, do something. If you see something and can to, can stop stop it from happening, something bad happening or anything, then do it. Right. See something, say something. I'm sorry, but if I see some creepy man um, following a teenage girl or looking suspicious or something, you can bet your ass I'm calling it in. I don't care. Right. I don't care. I'm also gonna call him out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start like- carrying. <laughs> <laughs> start carrying things I can throw at him (laughs) you're gonna be like hey I'm on the phone with the cops right now (laughs) that's exactly what I'm gonna do you want to see look here look 911 (laughs) look bitch (laughs) yeah I see you I'm describing you too you're wearing green shorts (laughs) oh I just took a picture of you (laughs) (laughs) snap snap bitch I'm going to end up getting myself killed, but probably you know what? <laughs> like this is all really bad advice listeners. Don't listen. <laughs> it really is, but it just makes me mad. Yes. It's the what ifs. That's what makes me mad. The yeah. what ifs. What if you would have just called it in? Right. So several witnesses also reported seeing a brown transam in the vicinity, in the vicinity where Susan disappeared. And that description matched the description of Albert's car that he, like he had a brown oh, transam. Nice. So they were yeah. able to find him. Right. So with the description of the car and Albert's background, police quickly began to focus on him. About a week after the murder, they had obtained a search warrant for Albert's residence where he was staying with his mom. During that search, they found newspaper articles about Susan's murder under Albert's bed, a phone book that was turned to the page that had the Jordan's phone number on it, and two of Susan's missing school books, one of them being a match to the library book pouch that was found at the Texaco station phone booth. Not a good look, Albert. No. They also got a warrant to search his locker at work because he was still working at that car lot. Oh, I was like, wait, he still has a job? He still was working at that car lot. And a weird coincidence that I didn't put in here, but I saw Jordan's mom had actually dropped her car off at that same place where he worked not weird coincidence i wonder if that's how he started following her i don't know maybe that's possible i'm gonna bet it probably was because if she dropped her car off and maybe she was with her it's possible yeah like i it, I didn't see anything saying that she but she totally could have been with her and he saw it and was like oh right. let me get these people's information you know 
Um, I bet that's probably how he got the people's information and how he started stalking her. Fucking creeper. So in his locker at work, there they found green running shorts and a green and white shirt, along with underwear covered in semen stains because he's fucking vomitous. He was then arrested and charged with the rape and murder of Susan Jordan. And then the trial was like straight up ridiculous. So, oh God. <laughs> there were three witnesses that positively identified Albert as the man they'd seen around Susan on that morning. There were also two acquaintances of Albert that identified him as the voice on the recording of the phone call. Meanwhile, his mother is like trying to provide him with an alibi. Of saying, course. Right. Saying that he was with her all morning and he only left for like eight minutes to run out and grab some milk. And then he came straight back. And then he went to work at like 8.15. So she's like, he couldn't have done it. He was with me, except for that eight minutes. Eight right. minutes, my ass. <laughs> right. The defense really pissed me off. So they presented psychiatric and background evidence suggesting that he suffered from severe emotional problems. I was and- about to say, no, you are not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Including sexual maladjustment and dysfunction. So they claimed that his aunt and his mother had beat him as a child which his mother denied, but she still was like trying to stick up for him. And the psychiatrist for the defense said that in their opinion, Albert had killed Susan out of shame for raping her. So he wasn't like violent by nature and he was only a threat to women. So he should serve life in prison because then he would only be around dudes and he wouldn't be like a threat. Time out. And that way he wouldn't get the death he penalty. Only, he only killed her because he felt guilty for raping yes, her. Yes, because he was ashamed. Listen to that sent- sentence. Right. <laughs> Listen to that sentence. He only he only killed her because he felt ashamed for doing another awful thing to her. Right. Yes. Like, seriously? Yeah. They're, as I'm telling you, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and I, that's when I would be like, only? He only killed her? Because... Yeah. He had already fucked with her entire freaking life by raping her. Right. And you're really going to give him justification for that? And he felt bad for that. So. Oh, he felt bad. He felt bad. Because he already committed one crime. So why not just do another one? Okay. Right. Right. So yeah. So they're trying to, so that he wouldn't get the death penalty is why they were doing that. And I'll tell you, I could never kudos to lawyers but I couldn't be a lawyer I could not be a defense lawyer for some, I could like, never be a defense lawyer I'm sorry I just couldn't because I can't stand up for criminals like that mm-hmm. like I know it's their job and that's what they do but like, I'd be turning I couldn't down sleep at night, night. right no. there's no way I can have like a guilt-free Absolutely conscience not. yeah uh. like I said kudos to people that could do that but I definitely could not I could never right not for me Mm-mm. it's not for me either so yeah, several of Albert's family members testified on his behalf, saying that he was a, quote, good boy. Albert himself also took the stand and said that he was sorry for raping her, and he asked the jury for mercy. Like, he, he literally admitted, he's like, I'm sorry that I raped her. Um, please give me mercy, you know? I'm sorry I raped her. Oh, yeah, I'm also sorry I killed her. Like, come on. Right. Where was Susan's mercy? Yeah, for real. How about her family that had to sit there and listen to that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Or the mercy for the other two young girls that you'd already assaulted, right? Like, right. Fuck you, sir. Fuck you. How about the kid that you almost killed by grazing with a bullet? Right? Where's that kid's on. mercy? <laughs> <laughs> let's get, let's, let's just rewind this back to childhood days. <laughs> so after just three hours of deliberation, the jury found him guilty 
and sentence him to death. Good. Good. But then it gets complicated. Oh so <laughs> this is like a headache. So the sentence. I'm out, I'm out sick and tired of your butts. Okay. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> so the sentence was reversed on what the California Supreme Court called improper jury instruction. Not long after that, the U.S. Supreme Court reversed the reversal, reinstating the death penalty. Then the California Supreme Court reversed again, stating that the trial court had failed to make a proper record of its denial of the motion for modification of the death penalty. So fucking paperwork, really? Yeah, that's why I said our judicial system really sucks because it literally is usually something that stupid. So stupid. You forgot to file one thing or... Or you did file it, but it didn't get sent off or whatever the case is. Right. Yeah, Um, it sucks. The trial court then made a proper determination of the record. So the death penalty was reinstated again. Then came all of the appeals by Albert. Tons of appeals, Mm -hmm. all denied. Well, of course. (laughs) Right. So he was set to be executed for this crime. His execution was set for September 29th, 2010. So like they had the date and everything. On August 31st, a month before, Vince Cullen, the warden of San Quentin Prison, where Albert was like waiting on death row, personally walked to Albert's cell and read him his death warrant. So like, it's all in motion. It's happening. Two days before his execution, federal U.S. District Judge Jeremy Fogel halted the execution. He claimed he blocked the execution because he didn't have sufficient time to render a reasoned decision right what do you mean it's already a decision it's already been placed yes now what gives him the right to do that though what gives you the right sir what gives you the right so then like it's already been put put in a motion through the supreme court and stuff so why i don't i don't get it stop it i don't know what he did two days before and there was a huge problem with this so at this time there was a nationwide shortage on sodium theopentol, which is the drug that's used, <laughs> used to date an inmate before two other fatal drugs are injected. Maybe okay. that's why he stopped it? Well, according to the state officials, the entire stock of the sodium theopentol in the state of California was supposed to expire on Friday, September 30th, the day after Albert was supposed to be executed. And they weren't supposed to get a new shipment until at least the beginning of 2011. It was going to expire the day after like why like not they could have done it right yeah why not just fucking do it why not just do it so the jordans were understandably very upset with this ruling right uh, right susan's sister karen spoke up and said she said that the appeal system in california has proven to be nothing more than a never-ending war of attrition against justice and the rights of victims and their families so as of today albert greenwood brown is still on death row because the state of California has put a moratorium on the death penalty. So all of this When did time, that go into place though? I thought that went into place in like late 2011 though. Maybe? I, I feel, like it, I feel like it went into place and then it came out and then it went back in. I don't know. It was all very confusing, but it's Because I knew it was now. in place now. Right. I knew it was a thing now. I just, for some reason I was thinking that. Yeah. I had read that because I was, it was on another case too. Mm-hmm. That, but yeah, go ahead. So yeah, all this time he's been fed, he's been clothed, provided with a place to sleep. Like a piece of shit. Meanwhile, Susan Jordan and her family have never received justice. Her father passed away in 1996, so he never had peace of knowing like justice had been served for his daughter. 
unfortunately he wouldn't have lived for his death sentence anyways but but still but that's still. so sad mm-hmm. and another thing that angers me is that I had never heard of this crime before like it's an awful awful crime and I not like I feel like enough people don't know about it no I was kind of thinking that too there's a lot of them out there like this like right unfortunately one of the things that also drives me nuts about our judicial system is that we aren't putting out there and making you know people aware of like how many people are acquitted for crimes like rape or um, anything like along those lines there's so many um, sexual assaults that happen every single day and everybody's voice is just like not heard and it just it's really upsetting um women go through this men go through this I mean Mm -hmm. men are also a victim to this crime and nobody ever and I can't say that there's not justice for anybody because there is in some sense right but there's so many people that their cases just get thrown out and they never see justice it's and it's it's upsetting it's upsetting it is so thank you, Peggy, for <laughs> suggesting yeah. this case. And thanks, I'm super pissed off at you, Peggy. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. But <laughs> no. no, but it was definitely a doozy of a case, and yeah. I really wish it had a better, better ending. Yeah, but that's sad. It is what I it hope is. that he does. I hope he does end up still getting the death sentence somewhere, but uh, or some time, I guess. Right. He'll probably just live to be really old and comfortable and die in prison and whatever. It's, it's upsetting. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I'm so upset. Way to go. <laughs> I hope, I hope he stubs his toe every single day. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the TikTok video. So I watched, sorry guys, but I'm going to tell you about this TikTok video because <laughs> I'm a TikTok, TikTok obsessed person. Oh. Like I, I swear I watch TikTok way too much. See, I don't have much. I don't have a TikTok for that reason because I literally sucked in and I can't, I have to have an actual life. I can't do that. It's so true. (laughs) I, I actually have gotten better, but like, I find myself watching TikTok at night after I'm done with my schoolwork and, and dinner and kids are bathed and stuff. Like I'll be scrolling on TikTok and then I'll look at the time. I'm like, shit, I've been doing this for an hour and a half. I need to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it's really, it's, it's funny, but there's this guy I have I can't remember his name or anything but he was like I'm gonna make this charcuterie board for my wife so he starts like charcuterie boards shark coochie (laughs) (laughs) anyways so he's like putting all this stuff out and he's like it's so pretty and he's like telling this story he goes yeah um I was driving and um this guy cut me off and or he flipped him off or something like while they were driving down the road and he was like he's having an awful day and I didn't get mad and I didn't get upset. And I was just hoping that he would be like an avid rollerblader. <laughs> and it was such a weird thing. I was like, where's this video going? <laughs> you know, but I'm listening. I'm listening. I still listen. He's like, yeah, I hope like he spends all his time wanting to be like this, this great rollerblader, like wants to make a career out of it, practices every day, does, you know, great. And, and this is his dream. It's his dream to be a avid rollerblader. And then I hope he breaks both of his ankles. <laughs> and he's like, and not to the point where life make him heal because I hope you never walk again. <laughs> oh my God. And then at that time, he's like, his wife like walks in and he's like, oh, look, I made you a charcuterie board. <laughs> and all I could think of 
man, I don't know how many times that I've thought stupid things like this, but it's like so funny listening to other people say right. it <laughs> so calmly. But yes, that's how I feel about this asshole. I hope that he like enjoys doing something like even reading. I hope you enjoy reading. I hope you want to be an avid reader. I hope you read every book in the library while you're there in prison. And then I hope you go blind. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I hope you get a paper cut every time you turn a page. <laughs> and that too. <laughs> Cause that shit hurts. <laughs> but yes. Now I'm just trying Anyways. to think of things that I hope happens. <laughs> it's the stupid things. Like, I hope you do this or I, right. Anyways. Anyways. I hope you love peaches. Then I hope you can never, ever, I hope you, I hope you get allergic to them and then you break out in hives and your throat closes up every time you take a bite, <laughs> like stupid things like that. Yes. I'm going to be thinking of that from now on. Every time somebody pisses me off this morning, I got cut off in McDonald's. You did. I was on the phone with you. <laughs> in the McDonald's line. And, and all you reacted was, so calmly. No, <laughs> I did not. I mean, I did, but I, like, I didn't get out of my car and beat the shit out of him or anything but I was like man this guy must be really hungry well I hope he chokes on his McMuffin, <laughs> McMuffin. <laughs> but <laughs> and then I got my coffee that I was in the line for and it wasn't even full <laughs> she hands me this and I wanted to I almost said something but I hadn't gotten the food that I had to order for my husband and my daughter and I was like mm, probably shouldn't piss him off so she hands me this coffee that there's like literally it looks like two big giant gulps were taken out of it. There's so much space. <laughs> and yeah. I was just thinking, you must not be a coffee drinker because if you were, then you would know that this isn't full and I, <laughs> I need more coffee. It Anyways. Is. Okay. So yeah, that was that case. That was that. <laughs> Started ranting. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks Peggy for that. And you can follow all of our stuff. Zeroholicsisters.com. Follow our stuff. Yeah, follow our stuff. You can find us on Facebook um, and Instagram. And eventually we'll get our Patreon back up. We just haven't had time for it. Yeah. It'll happen <laughs> Monday. It will. It'll happen. We It'll just happen still... again. Patreonites just <laughs> once we get our shit together. <laughs> Which may not be ever. <laughs> <laughs> really hard. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, you can find us on all the platforms. Just check us out. Check us out. Anywho. Send us case suggestions. That's that. Yeah, we love them. Let's Alrighty. be awkward. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. I was like, you didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs>